This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. Click the Fight TV link on WrestlingMayhemShow.com to support this show and watch pro wrestling, MMA, boxing, and so much more. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash WrestlingMayhemShow. Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show. Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron on the Twitter from Mayhem Studios here in Pittsburgh, PA. This is where we talk with people in and around the indie wrestling world. Myself, a video producer here with uh, IndieWrestling.us and a lot of promotions like the RWA and the IWC, amongst others, over the years. Uh, and uh, this week we got a very special uh, episode. Two guests, two, two for the price of one uh, podcast uh, for the Stomp Out Cancer event. We'll get to in just a moment, but in the meantime, please subscribe to the Indie Mayhem Show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the Wrestling Mayhem Show uh, YouTube and Facebook have the video versions and live streams whenever we uh, have those lined up and everything. Uh, definitely uh, uh, get on the Facebook so you can get notifications when we do have our uh, interviews all over the place, uh, time-wise, as far as that goes. And also, please check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com where you can find out this and other uh wrestling shows uh talking about ross not smackdown that's basically tuesday nights uh and then please drop us line good times at wrestling show.com and 412-206-wms0 you tell i'm slipping a little bit because we just did a wrestling mayhem show here on a tuesday night and uh we're rolling right into this uh we got uh, like i said two guests they're separated their opponents this week pillow separated there on the couch so they don't come to blows but what, what are you doing? What is that? This is a win. That's a win. Oh. That's a win. That's a win. This guy. There you go. This guy. <laughs> so uh, we haven't had two people on a show that were facing each other since Butterbean and, and Sterling James Keenan back in the day. So we'll see if this is as fun. So, um, but uh, nobody's a boxer, right? Uh, not anymore. Off. Not anymore. No. So a little bit. You got to watch his fist. There you go. You're getting some info. It's <laughs> giving this might be a good one for the video guys uh just for the expressions <laughs> sean phoenix is joining us here and of course lee moriarty uh two guys that i've been enjoying seeing uh, uh recently in the since the beginning of the year here at pwx and mckeesport and i know you guys are around to a few different promotions in and around the area um so uh you know we like to kind of open things up and we'll kind of kind of tandem do this here uh what's your kind of earliest memory or thing that kind of really hooked you on wrestling that you guys remember whoever wants to go first here first well my earliest memory was i walked into the living room while my grandfather was watching i think it was smackdown and it was rikishi giving someone the stink face (laughs) and at that point i was like i'm not watching wrestling (laughs) i'm not doing it and a few years later i was home alone flipping through the channels and it was SmackDown again. And I saw the boogeyman, the guy <laughs> smashed a clock over his head and eating worms. And I was obsessed. And that's the boogeyman. Wait, 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 wait. So, so you, you weren't down. Rikishi kind of was like, eh. yeah, but I was like, dude, six eating or seven. worms. Okay. Yeah. And then I was like 12 when I saw that. So I was in more of the gross stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it goes. So you were just hooked on from then on. Yep. I'm obsessed. Great. Uh, what about you, Sean? Uh, I was not allowed to watch wrestling growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, being in, you know, I was a child during the Attitude Era, and you know, my parents were actually did the responsible thing and mm-hmm. didn't let me watch it. To be honest, but of, yeah. But of course, 
it was the Attitude Era, so that's all anyone talked about. So that's all I wanted to do was watch wrestling because my friends would go to school and, and talk about, you know, what was going on, the DX shirts, the Stone Cold shirts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so then eventually we were flipping through the channels and uh, stumbled on SummerSlam 2001, and it was Kurt Angle versus Stone Cold. And I was a little bit older. Uh, I was probably about 10, 11, and I knew Kurt Angle was a Pittsburgh guy. And I pretty, we pretty much begged uh, my parents to let us watch us being me and my brothers. Uh Saying, oh, you know, we won't do it to each other. We won't hurt each other because they were also paramedics, so they were nervous too. Um, and they kind of, I guess, they realized we were older now, um, and they let us watch it. And because I wasn't allowed to watch it, like I soaked it all in because mm-hmm. you know I felt like I had to make up for all that time. And then the next night was uh, the Kurt Angle milk truck incident, and that was you know like wow, like what a good time to a good first show is like literally anything could happen. So I've been hooked ever since. And if I recall, that led to the title win here in Pittsburgh, yes. too, right? Yes, which so. for some reason I didn't go to. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was probably too, ex- like, probably too expensive because right, me and right. my two other brothers plus my dad. Plus it was a pay-per-view, so those are a little pricier. Yeah, yeah. So. which I can understand. Mm. So. That's awesome. So, so again, like, you know, that got you guys into it. You know, what at what point where you're like, I think I want to get in and, and, and do this stuff? Uh, well, I think only a few weeks after seeing it, I wanted to do it, but Mm -hmm. I didn't start taking it actually seriously until I saw, it was either AJ Styles or was the first Tiger Mask Sayama, because I was a big fan of like Japanese stuff and as a kid, and I would look up wrestling on YouTube and I found Tiger Mask, who was based off of anime. Mm -hmm. So I think after one of those two guys, it made me want to be a wrestler for real. That's awesome. And does that lead into, like, you know, I guess at that point, like, wrestling schools are pretty out there. You can find one pretty easily. Yeah, I remember sitting in a computer class in high school and searching the things up, finding a place. And the first place I came up was the PWX, now Stronghold Wrestling Academy. Mm -hmm. And I happened to move only 10 minutes from there and ended up going there, meeting Brandon Kay and getting trained by him and Dean Radford. Awesome. Awesome. What about you, Sean? Uh, I always wanted to be an athlete of some sort. Uh, I was, but I was always into like more of the extreme sports, whether it's skateboarding, inline skating, snowboarding, BMX, motocross. So I always like was a thrill seeker. And also, um, I'm a little bit older than Lee. Um, during that time, Jackass was really big, so it was all DIY stuff. So me and my buddies would wrestle not at home, but actually like, during recess for whatever reason. I guess we were all together. And then, like, we would start to eventually wrestle on a trampoline. And then, fast forward, I'm finding websites and stuff like that for backyard wrestling. And, like, it turns out that these guys that I was just kind of watching were kind of trained. So, mm-hmm. like, we'd post a video, like a highlight video. Then they would watch it, critique it, tell us, you know, like, oh, that didn't make any sense. You know, oh, make sure you do this on the left side, stuff like that. Um, so, it's actually kind of like getting, like, secondhand training through the internet. Um, but, uh probably when I first started watching wrestling, I realized that's what I want to do, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily know how until I went to an indie show, uh, March of 2004. It was an IWC show. And I realized that, Hey, these guys are just like me. And a big person that I gravitated to was, uh, Matt cross because I played the backyard wrestling video game. So I'm like, okay, this guy's just like me. He did it with his friends and now he's doing it professionally there's a way to do this and mm-hmm. he's not much taller than me. So it was 
at that point on, I realized, oh, I, I can be a wrestler. Um, it took me a while to actually get everything in line to start going to training and stuff like that. Like I was way too involved with backyard wrestling, uh, which it kind of is a blessing and a curse because like I've made a lot of connections through it. Like a lot of guys do what I did and like they went pro. Um, but I'm also a lot older than, you know, like it, I could have started training at 16, but I didn't. I started at 24. Um, so there's that kind of regret. But like, I think if I started training at 16, I probably wouldn't still be in it because mm -hmm. it probably would have eaten me alive. So I'm like way more mature now. It's hard to believe. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm a, it's a different path I took, but I'm doing it now and I love it. Mm -hmm. well, and I see that a lot uh, with the indies. Like I, I realized, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, going to IWC and talking with some of them, like, like backyarded together and right. then went to school and then became like the core of like an, you know, a promotion for yeah. a bit, you know, and, and interesting camaraderie goes around that too. Right. So it's, it's kind of cool to see. We actually do have a question. Wheels is in the chat, of course. And, and for you, Sean, he's asking, uh, what made you decide to be straight edge? Oh, good question. Um, which, I mean, especially around wrestling. That's a, and we were just talking before about buying Zach Gallon, which is mostly about his drug addiction. Right. Right. Around wrestling. So, well, also leave straight edge too. Okay, so I, I think he could answer that question to both too. You then. Um, but like I grew up, um, in a fairly decent household. Um, however, uh, I, I lost my grandfather to lung cancer for, uh, smoking. Uh, I lost a cousin to an overdose on heroin. Uh, when my dad would drink, he'd get a little bit abusive when I was a child. So growing up, there was, yeah, I, I saw all the bad sides of things, you know, and, uh, I always thought like, there's no, I'm never going to put my family through this. Um, and being a fan of punk rock music. Uh, and wrestling, I first found out about, like, you know, CM Punk, I saw the three X's and I thought, oh, this guy likes pornography. But then like, I realized like, <laughs> oh no, because then listening to Minor Threat and seeing the X's, I kind of put two and two together. Um, you know, and I, I basically found out there was a, a name for the way I lived my life, you know, the mm -hmm. punk rock movement, um, and just not wanting to touch anything. Um, so everything kind of fell into place. Awesome. What about you, Lee? Similar to his, I always wanted that lifestyle, but I didn't know there was a name to it. My dad was a big wrestling fan, and he didn't want me to, be, to become a professional wrestler because of the history of the 80s with the drugs and all that stuff. And I swore to stay away from that. That's, that's one thing I think to know, because the time you guys are coming up behind the mat, we were talking about earlier like that. You've seen the Jake the Snake Roberts issues. Yeah. Scott Hall was probably uh, going down the dark path by the end and everything. So so you were really exposed to the, the, the bad side. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. And I never really like it's not something I need. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big Bruce Lee fan. And he says to like hack away from the non-essentials. And it's not something I need, so there's no point in me using it. And I don't really like the smell of alcohol or anything, so there's no reason. That's good. And, and, and it feels like it is, you know, you know, indie culture and everything. But, you know, I've seen kind of both sides of that. Like, there's definitely that out there. Mm -hmm. You know, is it is it, uh, uh, you know, hard socially when you're not connected to that? Or you just kind of do your own thing? Mm-hmm. Maybe not now as it would have been 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal anymore if you are straight edge or not. Yeah. I think back in the day, how the partying and all that stuff, it would be a different story. Now it's not a big deal. Yeah. What about you? I can say, uh, like, even just like my personal life, uh, I found out about the straight edge lifestyle around the time when most of my friends were starting to experiment. Um, and also, that was the time when I found out about indie wrestling. So, like, it, I kind of lost some of my friends 
but I also think it may be because I was completely overbearing with my love of wrestling, too. Uh, so they didn't want to hang out with a complete wrestling nerd that didn't do the things they did. But, I mean, that's their loss. Um, but, like, I haven't really found, like had any, like, backlash or anything like that. You know, people just kind of accept it now. And, to be honest, if someone did give me any backlash, like, everything's, you know, waters off my back. Like, it's mm-hmm. no big deal. Like, I'll get ribs every here and there. Like, oh, don't ride with Phoenix because, you know, he's had a couple to drink. You know, and I just, like... That's the most I ever get, you know. That's good. That's good. It's probably been normalized between the CM Punks and the Ray Rose out there, probably. Yeah, this yeah. Because, I mean, people see that, and it's, hell, it was a storyline on WWE TV for how many years, right? Yeah. So it's it's kind of really kind of out there. So um, Sean, Sean in the chat room says hi. Hi, Sean. You, Sean. Uh, Sean. I actually know him from a message board. One of the message boards where I found out about Backyard Wrestling, and it turns out that he lives like 15 minutes away from me. Nice. Yeah, very nice. small world. Man, I could imagine having the internet when, like, I had the magazines. Right, <laughs> you right, know? right. Just like, and I just read every every word in the WWF magazines. I didn't even know about the black and white ones. Yeah. You know, it was uh, incredible. Yeah, it's, uh, it's how much? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's interesting to hear now because a lot of the people, um, a lot of the guys coming up have access to YouTube. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a game changer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's like you have a film library yep. that you can watch, and you can. There's even training videos and yep. pointers mm-hmm. and, and stuff out there. That's that's ridiculous. Like even going back, like say 15 years, that wasn't available. Mm-hmm. So being able to just type something in and seeing something from Japan, right? That's that's a whole that's a whole game changer. You, you, can, you know, what my first Japan you can film study anything yeah. you want. My first Japan study was like the bloody bloody uh, no strangle mania from ICP. <laughs> that was like there's wrestling in Japan. Holy crap, yeah. it's insane! And that was like my perception of it for so many years. It so. opens up your worldview mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, so you're not just thinking like I know like with us growing up is was WWE magazine it was live wire on saturday mornings yeah. mm-hmm. live wire and some superstars and it was if, anything if you're you you lucky get, to have cable you got wcw yeah it was <laughs> yeah. anything you yeah. could get your hands on but it was yeah. and if you missed it you missed it mm-hmm. like if you missed raw and you yep. didn't tape it tough luck man you didn't see it kids today have it so good so yeah good. now you can I can watch it five seconds after it happens on my phone. Right. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> angles, too, because yeah. people that are at the show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why it, it's really nice to see uh, uh, people like yourselves who said, yeah, I'll just jump on YouTube. And I saw all this stuff, and it really got me into it. Right. And it's so varied, too. Like you said, you looked at uh, the Japanese wrestling and everything. That's mm-hmm. like you could just find something you like. Yeah. And then go right into that, and then that, and then you go down the the rabbit hole of YouTube, yep. and who knows what you're watching? Then you're, you're you know five hour bender, and you're you're, you're watching you're going some from, this weird is Australian wrestling. cartoon. This like, is wrestling to is this wrestling? <laughs> you know, sometimes there's there's a few of those on there where you're yeah. like, eh, yeah, it's a different definition there, and for a yeah. whole whole different audience. But we've heard that a lot. Is a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of the guys been like, well, yeah, I just jumped on YouTube. And yeah. checked out some things where I wanted to look something up and how they did something mm-hmm. and just watched it and watched it and yeah. watched it. And I remember passing it. around a tape of how to be a pro wrestler when we were all considering getting out of the backyard. And, <laughs> like, and we're like, oh, hey, you watch you it. Watch it's it. like that old one with like John Cena and Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe when you're all trained together. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, like everybody knows that one. It's yeah. on YouTube by now. Yeah. We had the VHS yeah. tape we're passing around and everything. <laughs> or maybe as a DVD. I don't know. But anyways... Uh, 
back to it. Uh, Duke Davis says he's been down the rabbit hole. I'm glad he came back. Uh, he has a question for both of you. Uh, what is the biggest sacrifice that you've made while uh, living your dream of being a pro wrestler? You can go first. You can go first for all of these. So it gives mm-hmm. me time to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put you in the hot seat. <laughs> biggest sacrifice. I mean, I've sacrificed a lot, but it doesn't seem like anything major to me because this is all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no plan B for me and like... It doesn't matter if it will be a brain surgeon or flipping burgers at McDonald's. If it's not pro wrestling, it doesn't really matter to me. Mm-hmm. So the sacrifices are very minimal because they're not as significant as this is. Okay. I haven't really sacrificed too much because like him, it's, I've put all my eggs in one basket. You know, in high school, it was always daydreaming about Ring of Honor. You know, like I didn't go to college or anything, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, I, in retrospect, I wish I did, but there's my passion's wrestling um like so i've sacrificed that i've sacrificed some friendships i've sacrificed the essential high school career essentially you know not really going to hang out with people on this day because there's a iwc show or there's a pay-per-view um but like it's not a big deal to me you know i don't have any regrets um i've sacrificed relationships you know because you know they could not accept the traveling and stuff like that even just when i was yarding so mm-hmm pro wrestling is much uh so you just have people you had people falling out in the backyard days too because like this is this is well like well when when i was yarding it wasn't necessarily just going to my buddy's house like we would actually travel so i've wrestled in ohio indiana illinois wow philly new york connecticut tennessee kentucky florida vancouver all just for yarding so absolutely yeah yeah yeah. it's amazing it's unbelievable it's unbelievable i always say that it's like a disney channel movie because I started my high school career idolizing these guys on this message board. The next year, I'm invited to go wrestle with the the big guys that I looked up to. Mm-hmm. Flash uh, fast forward to my uh, graduation, they came to my graduation. I'm like, wow, like this is so cool. And like these are these are yarder guys. Yeah, and okay. like and then like I've been in their weddings and stuff like they're like my best friends. Mm-hmm. But like because of all that traveling, it's kind of like prepared me for. Um, professional wrestling because like all this isn't new to me you know like granted i've only been wrestling for a year and a half but like i've i, I don't want to say i've oh i've done the miles brother but like i like traveling i've mm-hmm. done it for close to 10 years so and, and you know i know guarding gets such a bad name but i mean is it obviously there's habits you have to break you yeah i always hear about that when you go into training afterwards but do you think that that kind of prepared you to what to expect a little easier in absolutely the long run? absolutely so, like it, it wasn't necessarily like jumping off houses and hitting each other with like. Not, not that this is like a wholesale like like uh, uh, go yard guys. You know? no, like I, do it the right way, guys. But I, still, I don't regret what I did mm. in the sense of it got me ready. Uh, I was very fortunate. If you know a certain time period, you know, like yeah. the internet and everything like that. Nowadays, I don't even see any backyard wrestling message boards or message boards in general. But uh, it it helped me because these guys were trained. You know, they didn't like the politics of pro- professional wrestling. So they did it for fun. So that helped me out. Um, now, there were some things in, in training that I had some issues with, but it wasn't, like, too hard. Um, and my first match wasn't really nerve-wracking because I had been performing in front of my friends. You know, it wasn't, like, a brand-new environment. Um, there were, like, some habits that I'm sure, like, everyone had. But, like, 
you know, don't rush this, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I think you probably have to ask my trainers if I had any real issues transitioning. But I mean, it felt everything. That'll be felt, the follow up interview for the the documentary later. Uh. <laughs> uh, it felt everything, you know, went smoothly. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember my first match, Samuel Adams gave me an elbow drop and he like landed like 100 percent of his upper body on top of me for the elbow drop. And I remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lee's laughing right now. Is this audio or video? Oh, both. Okay. Both. Okay. Uh, I remember thinking at that very moment, like, "Oh wow, that's different from yarding. We really laid in there." And then I later realized that, yeah, you really shouldn't do it like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, everything is pretty much the same. The, the, the whole it should look like it hurt, but not yeah. actually hurt. Idea. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah, as much as possible. So that's good. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Chad, do you have any questions? Uh, uh, right now. Right now, no. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure it's just... Not, 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 not so much. Just let them have the floor. Okay. Do you remember that elbow drop? I do. Do you remember... Like, what was your, your thought as I it happened? Like, yeah, that looked painful. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Sean, you're somebody I've seen around for a while. Yeah. Uh, you always always uh, at the shows, and it was cool. You'll finally see in the ring. Uh, I think this year is probably the first time I saw that. Um, you were involved with a project that I was also involved with, so I think we need to touch on that uh, uh, briefly. Um, you were a part of the Virgil I was. DVD, the uh, Legend of Virgil and his Traveling Merchandise Table. I can't believe I still re- like remember all of that. <laughs> it's a long title. It's so magical. Right? It just seems it like is. wow. That's 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 a good one. Uh, I can't. You had a story in it. You had some involvement with Virgil. Um, can you, can you talk to us a little bit about that, uh, uh, uh digital download available in wrestling.us? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty much everything that, you know, it's kind of died down a lot. Since oh yeah. Whenever Joe Dombrowski first shared everything. After he did a, a couple of music videos, which I filmed one of them. Oh geez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like when Joe was sharing like all the stuff that Virgil claims, like I was there for all of that. Like mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. you know, I, you travel with Joe sometimes to go yeah. to conventions. Yeah, yeah. I kind of picked up whenever uh, you kind of left off, and I was you, you were a replacement me. Abs- yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, big shoes to fill. Um, so like we we went to WrestleCon. <laughs> oh, God bless you, dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was was that in a microphone? It sounded like <laughs> Just, it. <laughs> Cough button. <laughs> uh, we went down to New Orleans for WrestleCon, and we were next to him. Mm-hmm. And we heard the stories and stuff like that. But it was like, oh, there's no way this is true. Thankfully, that time he wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. He was. It was kind of like a. We were. We were facing one way, and he was kind of like behind us, facing the other way, kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Versus it, both the Steel City cons, I think right next to Joe and I, in two separate occasions, were directly next. Yeah, to him. yeah. As so. as as we for another Steel City con. Um, yeah, just like he's such a shell, man. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's unbelievable, and that's what and like because of that, like that's how I I don't want to act at mm-hmm. intermission. You know, like I see some guys on shows that like, hey, you know, buy my merch, and you know, I immediately think of Virgil doing that. <laughs> if you have to shout out for people to buy your merch or to buy your autograph. That seems desperate, you know? Well, that was advocate here. Like, shouldn't, presuming your match is already in the first half, shouldn't that have drawn people to your table? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah they should. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, I get it. There's times where I go to shows and I wrestle um, after intermission and, like, nobody buys my stuff mm-hmm. because they haven't seen me wrestling. I have no idea who I who I am. But I still, I, I sacrifice that. Like, I don't want to be that guy because I feel like if I'm thinking, wow, that guy's pathetic, 
every one of those people can be thinking that too. And I don't want to represent myself that way. But Virgil has no shame, apparently. No, no, no. He's the Virgil's doing Virgil's thing. Yeah. Uh, Lee, have you ever any, any Virgil experiences? Have you run into him? I in Pittsburgh, it's almost impossible not. not to really. But I'm extremely excited to. <laughs> I remember I went to the Ring of Honor show to watch Chris Larusso. Oh, geez. And he was at it. Yeah, he was. And yeah. he was just chilling in the corner. Everybody started chanting Virgil. And yep. He was like, yep. "Yeah, I he, deserve this." He was just sitting. He was just sitting in the seats. He was like on the floor, yeah. like like in the back row. See, last time he was there, he was like the the, the roofing company. That's apparently we found out in the interview with him was his uh, brother or something like some relative. And that's why he was always at the home shows with like the roofing or whatever company. Um, They were he was there handing out flyers at the Ring of Honor show the time before at stage. A.E. And then like I'm like, I'm like, oh, Virgil's not here. And then um, then we saw him come in like two matches in or something and and sit down. I'm just like, the (laughs) hell? So the weird in Pittsburgh, you'll run into Virgil at the casino, or you'll run into apparently Bruno San Martino picking up drugs at Rated. I don't know. It's this it's it's weird world that we live in yeah. in this in this town. There's a lot of stars from Pittsburgh. Mm. Like you think about it, there's Bruno, there's Angle, there's Virgil if you want to call him that. There's Shane. There's there's Corey. There's Danucci. There's Danucci. There's there's all the guys that are still stars too. Because it, you know, anytime I go out these cons, I'm talking with people about studio wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And like they throw out all of these names, and I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Right, right. Jumping Jimmy DeFazio, and he's like a city controller. Or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. He's know? like a mayor or something and at one point. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's insane, like yeah. this, and 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 it's no surprise like how many you know local guys do well. Yeah, and then you then I recently found out like. A lot of people traveled to Pittsburgh to wrestle. Like Georgie Animal Steel was named George Steel because mm-hmm. of Steel City, mm-hmm. and like Mick Foley traveled mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh to wrestle. Like it's such a town. Paul London lived here at one point. Yep, and yep. he was like a, I'm a huge fan of him. I had no he, idea he went to Duquesne for a year. What in the world? Like, because he wanted to train yeah. with Shane. We it's, we I, I walked Duquesne with him and we chatted about. It. I was just like, wait a minute. So you were up here at Duquesne while I was like blocks away at the Art Institute, right? You know, like that's it's a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's nuts. It's ridiculous. So, anyways, enough of Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, I actually had some more questions. Also, Wheel said, "Bless you, Wicked from before, um, <laughs> Mister Stomp Out Cancer." Uh, who are who are you? Who are some of the guys that you you like to watch? You talked about a little bit, kind of. You got into growing up, kind of uh, more recent. Who's who's kind of got your attention? Maybe maybe you're drawing some inspiration from. Um, if you watch me wrestle, you'll probably see my influence in my style. Ricochet or Prince Puma, mm-hmm. Shane Strickland, Tommy, or his name now, Alistair Black, and Kyle O'Reilly. And a lot of people say I flip, and it's I don't necessarily flip, but the way I move in the ring, people think I flip. And I get that from guys like Shane Strickland and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. So those are like the four big guys I like to study and watch, as well as Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Awesome. I don't really watch a lot, a lot of you know specific guys. Um, I, I growing like now that I'm older, I don't really like watching wrestling on TV. Like I need to be there, and I'm kind of like that with all sports. Like there's a, there's a, a separation there, and it, it bums me out because like I want to like it as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. But like I'm a big fan of guys like DJZ, Mustafa Ali, Mark and pretty much guys that like I'm buddies with Mark Andrews, Matt Cross, Paul London, guys like that. You know, guys that. Even like this guy over here, like if I'm friends with you, like I'm gonna watch your stuff. 
even if I there's some even sneers if, if you're on the audio version. Even, even if <laughs> even if you're not good, like not not you, not you, Whoa. not you. Some of my some of my friends. I'm not going to name names. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily in Pittsburgh, but like you know, I I you know I like watching my friends, mm-hmm. so I can't really. Yeah, sorry, it's not as juicy. I'm do it, dude. You're amazing. I always tell you. You can take the good. pillow with you if you want. I mean, I will. Right. I will use <laughs> it in the match. <laughs> pillow on the pole match. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> you're so flippy, Lee from Duke Davis. <laughs> Duke flips more than I flip, <laughs> and he's like six foot. What? <laughs> he's like six five or six six or something. Definitely. Um, we're about to get him on the show here soon in the Absolutely. new studio. So uh, so lastly, uh, you guys have been at this for a little bit. How, how many years have you been wrestling active? Almost two years. Almost two years. I'm about a year and a half. About a year and a half, yeah. So so what is, you know, we like to ask, what's the kind of best and the worst thing about working in indie wrestling uh, up to this point? Hmm. Best thing for me personally is the in-ring stuff because I've always been a fan of like combat sports and fighting and all that stuff. So getting to be an athlete in the ring and all that is really cool. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because it looks like you're hiding behind a pillow on the camera <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so, sorry. Hurt. Serious question. <laughs> serious answer. Sorry. Yeah. The combat sport, the sport of it. I know some people don't consider it a sport, but it depends how you perform mm-hmm. to me, which makes it the difference between art and sport. And for me, it's more sport. And then, biggest thing i'm not a fan of is the behind the scenes drama that goes on a lot in wrestling which you always hear about but you don't really exactly know what people are talking about until you're in it experiencing it so yeah so it's always kind of like a oh yeah now yeah. i see yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Sean? Uh, probably the least favorite thing is probably like what he said like the little bit of the politics and stuff like that um but I mean, like, I'm, I try to be a genuinely positive person. So, like, I just shy away from that, you know, like, but it's hard to when it involves you. But, like, if someone's, you know, if, if there's politics going on in this, this section over here, like, I just avoid that. But, like, if it involves my friends, then I get, like, upset about it, stuff like that. Like, if you're not paying one of my friends, then I, you know, I start to bark, like, you know, like, I'm going to stick up for this guy. Um, I don't like that I have to do that, but I do that. That's a big brother in me. Um, I don't like the injuries. <laughs> I don't like having to miss another show. Um, but that's just because I love it so much. And like the best part is like I'm literally living my dream. And I see so many people sour and stuff like that. Like, dude, this is what you want. You know, like this is you should want this. You mm-hmm. like and, and I accepted that, you know, the negative, you know, the politics that's going to come with it. You know, that's part of the game. The traveling. That's part of it. You know, I know people don't like to travel, but like if you want to make it, you have to you have to you know branch out and i'm i haven't made it but i'd like to think i'm both of us are taking the right steps to do that um i'm i'm a lot of people say there aren't any friends in wrestling but like i love the friendships and like granted we don't really hang out often at at all but when we see each other it's like you know family and it's the same thing with my uh with my backyard friends like it's a, it's a common bond you know we're putting our lives in each other's hands you have to trust someone and when you do that you legitimately form a bond and like it's it's to the point now where i'll shake someone's hand when i meet them after we wrestle and we see each other again like it's a hug because now we've you know we've trusted each other and we're family it's that's the coolest part i think you can go from strangers to someone you'd die for 
and that's amazing. I don't, I can't think of any other thing that would be like that. Definitely not chess. <laughs> I don't mean to shoot on chess. I, I love chess. <laughs> no disrespect to any chess players. Chess. <laughs> chess. Some underground. No, chess. Deep Blue's going to take over pro wrestling anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, Pedalbots. Uh, uh, well, hey, uh, you guys, again, you guys are taking it uh, mono a mono at Stomp Out Cancer this Saturday, July 15th. Uh, as of this recording, of course, um, at Lamont Furnace. This is the Rise Stronghold, right? Yes. I want to make sure I'm getting all the... There's a WrestlePlex. There's a Stronghold. There's a, you know, uh, get all the places straight. Uh, excited to see that. I haven't been down there since VOW was in that venue. And uh, I, want, uh, I was talking to Brandon about their setup over there this weekend. And uh, uh, look forward. We're going to be there with IndieWrestling.us filming. If you guys are catching this interview afterwards, because I know we released a couple of days before um, the, the show, uh, it will be available on IndieWrestling.us, digital download and DVD. And again, uh, proceeds from that uh, a portion of those will be going even after the fact to uh, the charity, the American Cancer Society too. You guys, I, I, everybody says in the chat room, we, uh, we were talking before, we expect a lot of flippy shit from you. Is that <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> uh, a good match, a good fun match from you guys this week. It, it'll, right? it, it'll, it'll be refreshing going from wrestling people that I don't necessarily like to wrestling a friend. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool, and like it's cool that we're doing it at a, at a show that allows that. We're not friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, see okay. that pillow? See that? See that separation pillow there? At the end of Saturday, all right. But right now, we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching this after the show, how cool was that match? Wasn't that awesome that I did the 450 mm-hmm. and destroyed him? <laughs> but I, but I mean, yeah, like, it, the Canadian destroyer off the top rope, right? Dude, we'll do, yeah, we'll yeah. do both. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool. But I mean, like, it's not like a grudge match. You know, yeah, this yeah. is this is a relaxed environment, and it's legitimately an exhibition to see, mm-hmm. you know, who's better. We both got some some buzz behind us. I would so say generally, you. Know, a, a benefit show like this versus you know a regular wrestling show that's going you know on major storylines, major stuff going on, uh, ongoing politics. Who knows? Like, is this generally uh, like kind of less, more relaxed and in, going into it? It definitely seems so. like it. Yes and no. Is I'm you, more relaxed. I think you've been on a couple this year, right? Yeah. Both of you guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other one I was on was Benefit Brawl for the school. That was the one kind of new Ken-ish yeah, yeah, up in New, better, new, new yeah. Kensington. So, yeah. there's It's more relaxing and it's more fun because it's going out there for a good cause. But mm-hmm. there's also, like, it's wrestling fans from everywhere. It's yeah. people from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, a lot more eyes on you that wouldn't usually be. Because fans are very loyal to their places. Like, some fans won't go to another place mm-hmm. because they want to be loyal. There's nothing wrong with that. But now this is an opportunity to show why you're the future or why you're the best. Well, thank you. Oh, you mean you, I was oh, I thought to you myself. Ta- oh, okay. <laughs> but um, to to counteract on that, I was on the uh, benefit for all too, and like the, I love the charity shows because, like you said, they're they're for a good cause, but they're genuinely put together by people who like you and trust you, and mm-hmm. the friendships are kind of like universal. So like if I'm friends with this guy, he's going to be friends with this guy. So I'm probably friends with this guy. So it's legitimately there, there are shows full of good people, people that I enjoy being around. You don't book the assholes for the benefit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then you're, you're doing this. It's, it's a little bit more relaxed because it's, you don't have to worry about next week mm-hmm. and it's for a great cause. It like, what, what more do you want? I mean, maybe catering, but <laughs> you can't have everything, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, I've seen some of those indie wrestling caterings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, where can people find you online? Of course, uh, uh, stompoutcancerpgh.com for information on tickets and matches and stuff. But you guys individually, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Facebook under the same name, Lee Moriarty. And on Instagram, Apex of Combat. Awesome. Sean? I am at xSeanxPhoenix on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever. AOL Instant Messenger, MySpace. Anywhere that I could brand that, it's where I'm at. MySpace. Yeah. That's where the backyard stuff started, right? Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> and I swear to God, that's the URL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, thank you guys for joining us here. Uh, again, check out the show. Support it. If, if there's benefit shows, even if you're not going to regular indie shows, like at least check out the benefit shows. It's a nice mix of things usually, and it's for a good cause. Um, so really appreciate that. Chad, thanks for, Chad to Chad, thanks for joining us here. Uh, and uh, and putting a little bit on this. Hey, no problem. And of course, check out everything. Subscribe to this on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and the video versions on Wrestling Mayhem Show. And uh, check out everything. And until next time, support indie wrestling. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.